Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shanna and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. So I thought I would just talk a little bit about how I woke up this morning because it was with laughter. Uh, Last night I went over to Shanna's house and we were just visiting and um, I left my phone at her house and my son Connor is good friends with her son. So luckily Shanna was able to give him my phone to bring home to me last night. But what's hilarious is that when I woke up, I went downstairs and on the island there was my phone with a text message from Shanna that said, dude, your phone's here, but I guess you won't get that message because I'm holding your phone. (laughs) (laughs) And I just started cracking up because that is totally something I would do. Yeah, well, it was like past midnight too. (laughs) I'm just lucky you got your phone back. (laughs) I know. It was actually kind of nice to be unplugged, but I will admit... I did have a little bit of anxiety for a second not having my phone. But anyway, I just thought that was funny and I wanted to share that and it was a great way to start start off my morning. So welcome back. Um, We truly appreciate all of you guys. Um, You guys have been sharing that you've been listening, subscribing and sharing with your friends and we just really appreciate that. And uh, we also appreciate if you would continue to like and rate and subscribe it lets us know that you're listening, and if you do like what we have, share it and spread the light. Yes, please. And also, I don't know if y'all have checked out PodCoin, but PodCoin actually pays you to listen. You can start earning points today with the Sense of Soul promo code, Sense of Soul, when you sign up. It's free, so check it out, but you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts there. We hope today you will enjoy this episode as we're discussing the ego versus the soul, our multi-dimensional wonderful being. Indeed, we are actually really more than the physical body. We're body, mind, and soul, and each has its own energy. Each, each of them have their own function and purpose. And when they're all in balance, we're in harmony, but when out of balance, we're pretty screwed up. Mm-hmm. We've so, both been there. Yeah. So <laughs> let go of the ego and let's get that sense of soul. And Mandy is going to talk about what the soul is. So what is the soul? First thing I thought of was um, the soul has no gender. The soul is higher consciousness. The soul is the voice of the heart beneath the labels. And the soul is connected to the source. The soul exists in higher vibrational dimensions. And I believe that the soul is the God principle within every human being. It's the life energy that enters your body at birth and that leaves your body when you die. The soul is something that doesn't change. You are born you and you will forever be you. Your soul is a source of unconditional love, courage, strength, wisdom, and happiness and joy. And it cannot be harmed by other people's opinions or external circumstances. It cannot be harmed by anything. It is the core of your being. It's eternal and does not exist in space time. It's a field of infinite possibilities, infinite creativity, It's your external reference point from which you should always be in touch. And that is actually something that Deepak Chopra 
talked about and quoted that the core of your being is your soul. It's eternal and does not exist in space-time. It's a field of infinite possibilities, infinite creativity. It's your eternal reference point from which you should always be in touch. And I repeated that because I loved it and it's so very important. So that's kind of my whole spiel about the soul. Shanna, um, do you want to add to that? And um, if not, could you move on and describe the ego? Yeah, no, I think you did a great job of explaining the soul. I think that um, most of us know it's that compassionate part of us, that part that connects to others on a deeper level, but it's not always just fully accessed because we have this thing called the ego, which I will now explain. The ego is something else. The ego is really, truly not who you really are, though. It is a self-image of yourself, the voice in your head, your consciousness, where I believe that the soul is the higher consciousness. The ego is the part of you that experiences the outside world and then reacts to it, strives to meet the demands of the social environment, strives to um, have material gain and labels. Mm. Ego is on a lower vibrational um, energy level. Um, It doesn't have the spidey senses. It stays within reason, safety. It's logical. It's the voice in your head that we were talking about during the last two episodes that sometimes it's difficult to quiet. But it does take on the negative behavior of that voice that tells us that we're not good enough or Mm -hmm. that we need to be more. Mandy, why do we need an ego? Well, if we didn't have an ego, we wouldn't be human because the ego is what makes us human. It identifies what is real and not real. It helps us to organize our thoughts and make sense of them in the world around us. And I believe that the main thing it does is helps us to navigate through this material world so without the ego earth would be extremely overwhelming and we would not be able to function right and we don't actually start with an ego we start with the soul however it's like we have to have a balance somewhere and if anyone's going to be leading this journey it's got to be the soul the soul is its whole purpose of life itself is that there is a purpose that is greater than the ego. The soul is on its own journey. Why do we need a soul? Because it is that inner compass. I love that. Yeah, there, this is the whole purpose of life. It's, so we have to get back into touch with it to find out really what that purpose is. we got to get back on the path of the soul's journey itself. Which... It's so hard to do in the world that we live in today because I I feel like we're very ego-driven. Well, and we have to be. We have families. We can't always be on the path of, you know, walking up and clearing our minds and, and meditating in the mountains. It doesn't really work out for daily life usually for most Americans. Right. So, again, it's like everything else in life. It's balance and moderation. But I believe that our soul should always be driving. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What are the differences between ego and soul? The ego is going to be the disconnection. The soul is going to be your direct connection to its creator. 
the ego is going to be the victim and keep you there where the soul is going to be the strong survivor. The ego is going to love you as long as you do this. It's going to have love with conditions where the soul will love you unconditionally with no conditions. Mm. The ego will experience stuff like shame, guilt, fear, where the soul will seek healing. And forgiveness. Right. Be content. The ego is going to seek material wealth and gain where the soul is going to focus more on growing and stillness and connecting. Where the ego will overthink everything. It'll be hard for them to get there. The ego's always going to not, nothing's going to be enough. They're always going to want to be better and more. They're going to fear change where the soul will really um, learn to accept and be present and let go and forgive. They'll want to grow. The soul wants to grow. So even though Mandy said that the soul doesn't change, its direction and journey has a purpose that doesn't change. But we as human beings must change to reach the soul. We must accept change. We must be willing to grow. Soul is seeking stillness and within that is presence. Hmm. You, it, it's going to be connected and very present. The ego seriously is your center of com, um, consciousness of the self-concept of yourself. Where the soul is that higher awareness that we were talking about in past episodes. So if you are able to watch the mind, you actually withdraw from consciousness of the mind. Well, so real fast, I'm, I'm just going to kind of, we can bounce them off of each other, but I'm going to, I'm going to go over a few things that maybe my ego had told me. Maybe you, maybe you could say a few things that your soul has told you. I know in my past, my ego always told me that just being a mom wasn't enough. Um, and my ego also always told me I needed a bigger house and nicer cars. And I kind of, at one point in my life, was constantly telling myself I didn't look good enough. And that the more I owned, the better job I had, the better job title I had. The, that meant I was doing good in life. That's really funny. My ego had me fooled to believe that my purpose in life was to be a mother and that was all I needed that I wasn't to be anything else that that was my purpose wow and what I discovered (laughs) um, during my awakening was the traits of being a mother being nurturing and caring were a part of my purpose but it was much greater than just being a mother opposite and it's funny because literally research says that we are 15% ego 85% soul in our physical body yet the 85% is not nearly accessed to anywhere near that percentage nowhere Hmm. near (laughs) that's crazy and you know here's the thing we were raised in a world that promotes the growth of ego Money, fame, power seem to be the most important thing in America, especially. We are separated by labels, 
sexuality preferences, um, religion, political parties, gender, are so conditioned from a young age. I heard this story this weekend from a shaman. She was speaking about how we lose our inner voice. She spoke of a situation where a child might witness something and have this sense of what they were witnessing. And for example, they saw their parents fighting and later asked their parent, are you mad at dad? Are you mad at mom? However it was. And and your parent might not want to worry you, or maybe even by this time they've kissed and made up, but your parent might say to you, no, no, everything is fine. No, you weren't seeing that. And then the child really learns to not trust that sense. They learn to not trust that intuitive feeling that they had when they saw from a distance that y'all were fighting, and now you're telling them, what they were feeling and sensing wasn't right. So over time, situations like that really learn to quiet that voice instead that, of trusting and, and exploring it further. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it's really sad. But I, I do know that I've done that. I've had that done to me. I can see it all of the time. We just, we learn from a very young age. And that's probably like one of a billion trillion examples. But it's a, re- it's a good one. But absolutely... So, Shanna, let's talk um, about the science around this. Because to speak about the soul and ego, we must share and try to help our listeners wrap their head around what's scientifically happening here. I say this lightly because the physics of consciousness and quantum physics can confuse the shit out of anyone. I know it does me. Yeah, it's more than just the right brain connected to the soul and the left brain connected to the ego. Um, I'll try to explain this the best I can. I mean, this too confuses me, but it also really excites me when I can see that many times in our world, science is usually either catching up or we're catching up with them one way or the other, but there's usually a lot of connection between spirituality and science. Science used to think that matter is all that mattered, but that has been proven to be wrong. We now know that everything is made of energy. Hmm. The energy that makes you is the same energy that made this earth, the same that made the stars in the sky. It's all made of the same stuff. It just presents itself in different shapes and forms. We are all energy. Scientists measure energies in waves or vibration. The brain is an electrochemical organ and its activity is measured in four brain waves. So I'm going to go over some of the brain waves and their activities just briefly. I don't want to bore you too much, but it's actually pretty interesting. So the beta brain wave is stimulating, energizing, intensifying, and conceptualizing. And this beta brain wave belongs to our ego's sensory mechanism. Now the alpha is relaxing, meditation, balancing, healing, feeling. Can I just stay in that one all the time? (laughs) Yes, but you're only on your way because the theta brain wave is actually where you can really truly access your truest self, your soul. Okay, never mind. I want to go into that one too. So as your brain slows down to theta brain wave, 
this is this is where you are in between awake and asleep. So this is like when you first wake up, you look at your alarm clock and you haven't really had any thoughts yet. You know, this, they say also if you put a um, an affirmation right there by your alarm clock, you're more likely able to be successful with the affirmation. Why? Because in theta brainwave, you are not giving any information out. You are only receiving it. So in theta brainwave, we have no thoughts going out. Hmm. We're only receiving. So there's nothing to reject your affirmation yet. So would it be safe to say, well, I don't even need like you to validate it, but this would be the, probably the exact state I was in for the nine days I was in a coma. Yes. Which is why my spiritual awakening was fueled Right. By the coma. So it's like, hmm. a, it also is, is like a self-hypnosis state. It's an altered state. It's, it could be also considered in a trance. But what it is, is when the, it is basically your ego begins to quiet and is replaced by your soul's awareness. Hmm. What is interesting about Theta Brainwave is that children between the age two and six are in Theta. Wow. So just think about this. They are connected to their souls. Hmm. So the theta brainwave, of course, if you're a monk, you can probably stay in that all day, but it's not something people can live in theater. You can't live, well, well, children do, but I mean, we have bills to pay. We have to have that ego a little bit come in. We need the beta brainwave to organize our lives. Okay, we can't always be. I mean, I would love to be meditating all day, but this is just not realistic in my world. So then from Theta, we have Delta. So it promotes relaxation, reduces pain, stress, and sleep. Delta is also thought as the quantum reality Mm. in which all parallel worlds coexist and evolve simultaneously. Wow. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to go ahead and... Just talk about a couple ways I know how to spot or identify when I'm in ego and then when I'm in soul. Um, for me, um, these really helped me to recognize and identify that. And so, for example, when my brain is going a million miles an hour and I'm circling my thoughts, then I know I'm in ego. Um, when I'm consumed with my emotions, like hurt or disappointment or anger, then I also know I am an ego. When I'm feeling anxiety, fear, doubt, self-criticism, it's saying things to myself like, I'm not good enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm bad at this, my life sucks, I suck at life, you know, all that inner dialogue. I then know also that I am an ego. I believe that when I start to base my worth on external things, like if I have a... Uh, great job, a nice car, lots of friends, stuff like that. I'm an ego. When I need validation from others, that is also a sign. And when I'm easily annoyed and when things aren't going my way, which I, in my past, was the queen of if it's not my way, then it's the highway. A lot of ego right there. Some ways that I can identify when I am present in my soul is when I have intuition and when my inner voice is guiding me, when I love and accept myself, 
I know that I am in soul when I have goals that I'm striving for, but that I don't base my self-worth and my happiness to be dependent on those goals. I know that I'm in soul when I find myself forgiving others easily and accepting them as is. And that was huge for me. I also know that I'm in soul when I connect and do things that I truly love, like hiking and biking and yoga and drumming and um, I, I love to cook, things like that. I love to write. I even caught myself writing a poem the other day. I also have found that when I'm in Seoul, I feel more connected to the entire universe, especially with nature. Um, I have a thing with birds. I call myself the bird whisperer. With the sunrise, with the, the moon, Shanna and I are big on the moon and following the moon, and so are our girls, our little girls. I also know I'm in Seoul when life just feels effortless and when I'm just going with the flow. And it's shocking when you're in Seoul, you find that you feel free and that right, the right people are coming into your life. And most importantly, I find that when I'm in Seoul and I, will, I find that when Shanna's in Seoul, we understand our purpose in life and we follow our own path, and we have begun to share our unique gifts with the world that we didn't know we had. So those are just kind of ways to spot your ego, or ways to spot your when you're in soul. And what's amazing, if you think about that, what's happening in your brain, when, you, when I know when I am, I discovered that I like to uh, sew. I mean, when, people could be asking me a million questions, and yeah. I'm done. I'm, I'm like in this trance. When you're sewing. When I'm sewing or like crocheting, it's also another form of meditation for me. I love that. It wasn't even cool. intentional, but it that's exactly what happened. I felt, I used to say that when I would crochet, because I would love to make rugs, and I'd make, I'd sit in the middle of the rug, and I'm making the rug, and I'm just, I'm literally like in the middle of a hurricane and everything's going on around me I'm in the eye so you're like in this bubble I can't hear nothing and the world is just happening around you oh I neglected the shit out of my kids <laughs> through many many projects of my <laughs> oh muscles. my gosh you know I can actually remember a time that happened to me and thank you for the drum that led me to it Shanna made me this beautiful drum well she didn't make me the drum she bought the drum and then she painted it and I would say that that was the deepest I went into being detached from my was ego drumming. was when I was drumming. And I just, I just picked up a Native American flute, and I feel the same way about that. I'm making my own songs and tunes and yeah. but it was music, yeah. anything. Yeah, it was funny because Sloan was jumping on the bed. She was, you know, climbing around on me while I was drumming, and I was able to just stay in this bubble kind yeah. of like you described when you crochet yeah so your brain wave was changing to that. be able to connect with your soul but it's anything that sets your soul on fire I mean you know it when it happens you have a feeling a connection this energy well speaking of that let's talk about Shanna how can you connect with your soul I think I spoke about how I took that class in mindfulness I knew it didn't go over very well for me <laughs> but that was before I could identify 
you know, the negative talk, I, I was, that was a process of me discovering self-love. And mindfulness or meditation is definitely going to help you become the higher awareness of your thoughts. And that, that way you can withdraw from your consciousness. A great acronym, RAIN, created by Tara Brock. She's a psychologist and teacher. She's amazing. Um, so RAIN is the acronym. It stands for it's recognize what is happening. Second is allow the experience just to be as it is. Hmm. The next step is investigate with interest and care. And the last step is nurture with self-compassion. So I'm just going to kind of break that down a little bit. So the acronym is RAIN. It's very easy to remember. This is a tool for practicing mindfulness. Recognize what is happening. So for instance, uh, say you're, you're having anxiety. Well, let's connect with it. Let's recognize what is happening. You know, this is, this is anxiety. Allow the sp- experience to be there just as it is. So not, not fighting with yourself saying, you know, the stuff like I said, like you, you can't even breathe right. No, just allow the experience to be there. Allow the anxiety to be present. Investigate with interest and care. So what would that look like? And where is this coming from? Is this my anxiety? What is this anxiety caused by? You're going to nurture with self-compassion. So you're going to say to yourself, you know what? You are a caring human being, but you can't change what happens outside of you. So it's time to let this go. However you do it. I love but it. That was just an example. You but know you're what? just being con- conscious to your consciousness. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's interesting that RAIN is the acronym, and I'll tell you why. So for many years, I struggled with PTSD when it rained um, because when I had my two big asthma attacks, uh, it rained. So my mind and my body, my muscle memory uh, correlated RAIN with the trauma that I endured. So when I, when you were just reading that, I thought about it. So I I did EMDR to help me with that PTSD, but this is awesome because when it rains next time, literally rains, I'll think of this acronym rain and I will recognize what's happening that it's raining. Be present. I will, that I will be present that what's happening is my muscle memory and my body is remembering is remembering the trauma. I will allow it to be there. Then I will investigate with interest and care, and that's when I investigate. I will know fear. Yeah, that it's yeah, fear. That fear. And then I will be compassionate towards myself by allowing me to just be and know that I'm not crazy, that it's okay, and be nurture myself. Right. Yeah, that's, that's love awesome. It. Love it. Another one that I had used during therapy was cognitive therapy. And this is probably something you can work with a therapist on, but it was really just evaluating my thoughts and emotions and whether or not they were true or false. When I think of true or false, I think, you know, just deciding if they are ego or soul, true or false. Mm, that's that simplifies it. That's the kind of shit I need to hear. So, for example, in it, <laughs> I need to simplify. So, so a thought comes through or an emotion. 
like Mandy said, fear. I used one of anxiety. It could also be insecurity. So say one comes through as being insecure, like you feel jealous about something. Um, or, yeah, we'll use jealousy. Comes through. Why am I feeling jealous? Oh, you know, is this coming from the soul or the ego? Because, first of all, would a soul ever be jealous? Never. <laughs> no, no, they have no need to be. A soul doesn't have a need to be jealous. If it's jealous of anything, it's jealous that you're giving the ego too much attention, not anybody else. <laughs> but, so we know this, that the ego, but if you're going to do a comparison of true and false on that cognitive therapy, what you would do is say, um, so I'm jealous about this. Is it true or false? Another way you can connect with your soul and identify this is perhaps, this is a beautiful example but go outside and observe young children at play. Go go to the park and check that out. I mean, they are so authentic without ego. Their true nature is just to simply be who they, they are, are, play. They don't care who's judging what they say or how they look. Not yet. Until <laughs> yeah. about six. Um, I remember when Kensley started showing her ego, it was this past year, and she came home, and she used to love to wear this shirt, and all of a sudden, she was like, well, nobody wears that anymore. Aww. And I thought, but you love it. Yeah. So, the external world. Yeah, it, and it's true. She's seven now, and it really did strongly come on about six years old. Hmm. So go to a park. And just observe kids. I like that. Unless, yeah, I was going to say, just be careful. Otherwise, you might look like a creeper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll be you like, uh, dog if you have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, why is that strange lady just staring at our children? Um, no, but the innocence of being a child. And that's what that means. The innocence of being a child. So, how can all of this help you? How can this help our listeners? Well, I thought about that. And this is the ways that it has helped Shanna and I. Um, I believe that once you're aware of your ego and your soul, it will help you start to build a better relationship with your soul. And you can do that through stillness, meditation, spending time in nature, soul journaling, being open-hearted and authentic helps and doing more things that you love. You will learn to trust your inner wisdom and intuition and you will use your own guidance and you will find your true purpose. That is kind of a very small description of how I believe all of this can, can help you. So with that being said, Shanna and I have decided to add in a new section to all of our episodes called Shanna and I came up with Break That Shit Down. It's called BTSD, Break That Shit Down. And the reason we decided to add that in is because we know sometimes our episodes could probably be a tad overwhelming, but really it's just to simplify because my brain needs that. Um... You know, as a, an addict and an alcoholic, you hear in the rooms of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous a lot or in recovery, um, kiss, keep, keep it simple, silly. 
So this is my way of keeping it simple because some of us need that. Okay, well, my favorite saying is don't sweat the small stuff. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Okay, so here we go. Break that shit down. BTSD. We are multidimensional, and if we align our mind, body, and soul, we will live a badass life. You're the manager of yourself, so manage that shit. Build a relationship with your soul and tell your ego to take a hike. But when I wrote that, I was kind of laughing because I'm like, actually, no, wait, hold on. We want, really actually want our souls to go take a hike. <laughs> to, another thing is we're energy. Everything is energy. That was huge awakening to me because if you start to get out of I and think of we and recognize that you're connected with everything, then you will have more compassion you will be more in soul. If you have awareness and take time to get to know the real you, then you will become the best version of yourself and you will know true happiness. Your soul is the inner compass that leads to your path and to your purpose. And that is the BTSD. So Shanna, now let's get a little personal. Can you share a story about a time during your awakening that impacted you to the point where you knew you had gone from ego to soul. Reiki actually helped me a lot with my personal healing and growth. And the more um, I began to awaken my soul throughout my journey, the more I became connected to not just my soul, but then now everything around me. And life started to align with my soul. And this alignment um, led to my relationship with my soul getting stronger and I became hungrier for more growth mm. and healing. And I, and I kept on just connecting. And the more I connected, the more I received this inner peace and inner knowledge. My connections were very authentic. Even though you can't see these things, I could deeply feel them. So I was experiencing them. That's, this is how I know that they were true and authentic. Mm. You were experiencing them. Yeah, everything in my life became a part of my journey. Everything, every, every day, every person around me, my work, my life, my passion, everything became my purpose. So if we as children start off close to our soul, we know this is with theta brainwave, and we are then we come to points in our life where we're now trying to get back to the soul <laughs> because we don't trust ourselves and the ego becomes so powerful the chakra system really helps you get through this and that for me probably is my map and in a very easy way for me to explain the soul's journey through that And that became part of my life, part of my purpose, part of my job. So I guess through Reiki really was my part of my soul's journey. The part that I had like this, wow, my soul had a plan and I didn't even know uh, anything about it. I love that. That's awesome. What about you? Do you have a specific moment? So I went to the city of sin, the city of ego. Las Vegas, which I have a connection with because I lived there for about five years and it was a very dark place when I lived there because I was in 
ego when I lived there. So going back there and being present in soul was very interesting to me because I attracted people that were also in touch with their, their, their soul and their insides. So normally when I was in Vegas, I would attract negativity, drugs, alcohol, money, gambling, all of those things, because as you know, that's what Vegas kind of represents. But this time going back, I met some amazing people with some amazing stories like Uber drivers, cab drivers. I also met a wonderful lady who I told her I liked her necklace and she had, it was like a medallion on a chain and it literally brought me to tears because as I was asking her about it, she explained to me that she'd never taken it off, that she'd showered in it and that someone had given it to her when she was in a dark place and her family was going through a lot and on the medallion was St. Benedict and on the other side was a cross. And so right then and there she took it off and she said she felt like I needed it. And so the reason I share that story is you are what you attract. And being that I was, that I've awakened and changed and that I'm working hard to press my, push my ego out and be more in tune with my soul, put me in a place on this trip to Vegas in a place of just love. I felt love there and I felt like I was meeting people like me, like-minded people. I feel like you've done that before, too. I remember other places, and I think you went to a wedding or something. I don't remember. You always try, you always end up finding these like-minded people. Well, you know what you told me. Um, That was a really hard time in my life. I was, when I was, had to go to a wedding, and you told me to be the light. Yeah, and that's what you attracted. I literally had to say that a million times in my head to get to this wedding, and I attracted so much light that night. And it was amazing. So that's just one of many examples. Um, I believe that during this process and awakening for me, I also was gifted with my purpose, which is to be a messenger and to receive messages. One time I received a message from a bird. I'm very connected to birds, very connected to birds. And no, I'm not cuckoo, but it is kind of funny. Um, I also Was had- it a cuckoo bird? <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was in uh, Washington. It was a beautiful bird. I mean, why is that? But why is that cuckoo? That's your ego. That's You're right. Ego. There you but, go. Perfect yeah. example. Anyway, um, no, I've received this beautiful, this beautiful gift through all of this, and I also received messages from from spirits. And we, I've talked about that briefly before. But so yeah, those are some of the things that I've received. I I definitely discovered that I do have. Um, the path of a light worker. Absolutely, me too. I, I can't, I, I would hate to say that I'm a healer because I don't believe that it's me, he, it's not me healing. I'm just like, I'm the You're the faucet. facilitator. Yeah. I also think for me personally, um, this has brought me to a place where I know my purpose is 
100% to be sitting right here right now doing this podcast. Yeah, sharing with you guys. Just sharing my story, sharing what I've learned through all of this. And and I I know that that that's my purpose because I listen to my soul and I I, I have not felt this aligned in a very long time. It, it, you just know you have to listen to yourself and that's what I did. And I love it. You just trust the soul's journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to um, give you a quote that just resonates with me. Um, I'm going to read it to our listeners. So here we go. Ego says, once everything falls into place, I'll feel peace. Spirit says, once I find peace, everything will fall into place. And the author of that is unknown. Shanna, do you have a quote that you just absolutely love that you want to share? Yes, and it's by Ayana Van Sant. She said, actually, she told Oprah, The soul is the fingerprint of God that becomes the physical body, unique in its own development and expression, but filled with the divinity that is the essence of all that it is. Hmm. The fingerprint of God. Isn't that beautiful? Oh my God, it's so beautiful. And we're all just very unique in our own purpose, our own path. None of us are the same. Well, awesome. So, as you know, we always leave our listeners with an SOS challenge. Not a same old shit challenge, but a sense of soul challenge. And we do challenge you this week to learn to identify your soul and ego. And what would that challenge consist of? Get a piece of paper, grab a pen, put a line down the middle. Yeah, ego on one side, soul on the other. And have awareness. That's the start. Listen to your thoughts carefully. Yeah, and the write minute, them down. Who do you think is listening to the thoughts? Your soul becomes present, starts listening. Your higher consciousness wakes up, says, wait a minute. I know that I would never tell you. That you needed more. You needed to be more. That you weren't enough. So check on the ego. And also you'll maybe notice. Am I, am I living more in ego? Or am I living more in soul? And just consciously try to make a choice. Identify and choose where you want to be. What is that quote you used to have in your kitchen on your chalk cabinet? Oh, love that. It's where your attention goes, energy flows. So, and this is both good and bad. So wherever your attention, your thoughts, your intentions, wherever your focus is going, that's where the energy is going to flow to. So for today, I am going to try to put my attention on my soul so that that's where my energy will flow. I love that. Love, 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 love it. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We hope that you join us next week for coffee as we explore the highly sensitive empath. For more about the soul versus ego, visit mysenseofsoul.com. Go to the drop down in the middle of the page. You'll find it there. Shanna and I rise to lift you up. So please give us any feedback on how we can be here for you. Like, rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for joining us again.